Buenos Dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 9th of December, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Friday the 3rd of December, the National Court of Spain announced that the U.S. government's extradition requirements for Hugo Carvajal, former director of the intelligence services of the late Hugo Chavez, were approved. Despite the appeal filed by Carvajal's lawyer, the judges of the criminal chamber in Spain declared that the guarantees of no torture or degrading treatment are sufficient for them to extradite Carvajal. The same day, the decision was communicated to the Subdirectorate General of International Legal Cooperation and Interpol. Meanwhile, in the United States, the trial of Nicolas Maduro's alleged frontman, Alex Saab, has again been postponed until further notice after Saab's lawyers filed an appeal stating that he has diplomatic immunity and therefore cannot be tried in the United States. Maduro's government has also alleged that Saab is a Venezuelan diplomat in charge of buying food and medicines around the world to counteract the U.S. government's sanctions. And the same allegation is the one used by his defense. Within Venezuela, this electoral debacle in the state of Barinas still continues. On Sunday, the 5th of December, the European Union Electoral Observation Mission left Venezuela after Nicolas Maduro accused them of being spies and saboteurs of the electoral process. The mission's purpose was to ensure that the electoral process in Venezuela was clean and was originally scheduled to be in the country until the 13th of December. Ironically, this happened after the results in the state of Barinas were not clear and new elections were called for January 2022. Freddy Superlano, the presumed winner of the governorship of Barinas, accused the National Telecommunications Commission of unfairly shutting down the radio program that he had been hosting for 10 years. In addition, Maduro's government disqualified Aurora Silva de Superlano, Freddy Superlano's wife, from running for governor of the state. In the midst of this commotion, director of the National Electoral Center, Enrique Marquez, pointed out that this recent wave of disqualifications, which has not only affected Superlano's wife, but also several opposition candidates, undermines democracy and generates suspicions about the reliability of the electoral system. In the midst of the disqualifications, Jorge Areaza, former chancellor of Venezuela and son-in-law of the late Hugo Chavez, presented himself as a candidate for the governorship of Barinas, despite not residing in the state. Several opposition candidates who wanted to run for the next elections on the 9th of January weren't allowed to present themselves as candidates because they weren't residents. In fact, only Claudio Fermin and Sergio Garrido have been able to present themselves as opposition candidates for the elections for the governor of Barinas. In Zulia State, where Manuel Rosales, the opposition candidate, won the elections, the government of Nicolás Maduro stripped the regional government of control over airports and tolls throughout the state. This measure is not only an aggravation to the governor's authority, but also limits the economy of the governor's office, since one of its sources of income is the collection of taxes at airports and tolls. Near Caracas, in the state of Carabobo, 
Governor Rafael Lavaca erected a statue of himself, which was met with mockery and scorn on social media. Lacava is known for his eccentricities as he uses the prefix Dracu to name any of his plans or products like the Dracu Signal or the Dracu Marguerin. With his new statue, social media accused him of using his governor figure as some kind of self-proclaimed hero and many people questioned the real authority of the governor. On Sunday, the 4th, Julio Borges, Gaido's foreign affairs commissioner in Bogota, resigned from his position. In addition to this, Borges urged to dissolve the figure of the interim government. Gaido's interim government was created on the 5th of January 2019 and has been the one in charge of managing Venezuelan assets abroad. Julio Borges assured that its function has been disfigured and it is no longer a tool to dissolve the dictatorship of Nicolas Maduro. In international news, the most recent report of the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations announced that due to the pandemic, food insecurity in Latin America has increased. Venezuela has been declared as the country with the second highest prevalence of hunger and lack of conditions, surpassed only by Haiti. The United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs included Venezuela along with other countries in the region in its assistance plans for 2022. These plans have a budget of more than $1.5 billion to meet the different humanitarian needs affecting the different countries. On Monday, 6th of December, the General Assembly of the United Nations recognized the credentials of the member countries, including those requested by the Maduro government. However, Colombia, speaking on behalf of 14 countries, pointed out that this does not mean that it recognizes Nicolás Maduro as the legitimate president of Venezuela or any of its representatives. Now, let's talk about the economy. Economic relations between Iran and Venezuela remain strong. During December, Venezuela will receive a fourth ship of condensate, a substance used to dilute the extra heavy oil extracted in the country. As a consequence, Venezuela will be able to continue exporting oil to other nations in spite of the U.S. sanctions. It has also been surprising that at present, the Venezuelan government has paid its debts to its international suppliers with U.S. dollars. For years, U.S. government sanctions prohibited the Venezuelan government from making payments in U.S. dollars, so they were handled in different currencies, such as rubles and euros. However, in recent weeks, it has been reported that companies such as PDVSA have reported payments in dollars. Router's news agency requested statements from the U.S. Treasury Department, but they declined to comment. Despite the economic improvement and the deceleration of the hyperinflation in the country, Venezuela remains one of the most expensive countries to live in and the one with the worst minimum wage in the region. In recent analysis, the average minimum income in Latin America was reported to be around $350. However, in Venezuela, the official salary is 10 bolivares digitales, the equivalent of a little more than $2 per day. This same gap is reflected in the remuneration of university professors, whose salaries in Latin America vary greatly from country to country. Venezuela is at the bottom of the list as the monthly remuneration for the highest position is $11 per month. 
And now let's talk about Venezuelan soccer. After Pekerman was appointed as the new head coach of the Venezuelan national soccer team, the news of his salary raised many concerns. Although the figure is not official, it is said that his salary could be around 4 million US dollars per year. Since in its previous position as head coach of the Colombian national soccer team, his fees exceeded 3 million per year. Since Venezuela is a country in economic crisis, it is still not clear who or what entities will pay the salary of the new technical director. Jorge Jimenez, the president of the Venezuelan Soccer Federation, assured that the federation will be audited by three international companies to prevent any type of criminal act from occurring with respect to the money managed there. And to close this edition, we have beautiful news. Luis Peña, a Venezuelan migrant in Brazil and a specialist in the manufacture of agricultural machinery, has developed a machine that can plant a tree every two seconds, which will greatly accelerate the reforestation and planting processes in different areas of Brazil. Excellent work, Luis. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Venezuela. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima!